Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Down the block. Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It is 4.04am, the final semi-final of the Rugby League World Cup has just wrapped up and thank God we did not have a punt on that game. We spoke about it in the preview that we weren't really sure which way this one was going to go. Two teams that I haven't really been able to get a read on. Uh, Obviously a couple of weeks ago, 60-6 to in favour of England uh, and just a couple of hours ago, or just about an hour or so ago, uh, Samoa winning this one in golden point it was a cracking game that was such a good game of footy i am so glad that i got up at that ridiculous fucking hour to see it next week's even more ridiculous 3 a.m australia taking on samoa but let's get into this game and wow what a game this was. This what you did not know which way this game was going to go the entire time. That was one of the better games of rugby league I've seen in quite some time. I thought both teams performed really well in this game. Um, there's a couple of times where England come up with some pretty poor plays, pretty poor defensive reads and whatnot. And I think that if you just sit back and you watch the KO highlights or if you just watch the extended highlights or whatever it might be, you probably won't get a good enough grasp of how how well Samoa did to win this game. So I, I'll just take you from the very start. I'll go through all of my notes for this one because it was just fucking incredible. Um, so we had <laughs> Samoa. They kick off. They kick out on the full. Yeah, they kick out on the full. Their very first kick goes out on the full. Their second fucking kick goes out on the full. Yeah, I mean, it, it couldn't have started worse. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's... That is 100% Samoa's fault. I understand that. But it couldn't have started worse. England couldn't have been given better opportunities to start. Samoa's scramble was incredible. England put in two kicks very early that they should have scored off for all money. Credit to Samoa. They just made it work. You have a look at them coming out of their own end. I sort of said that the back three were going to have to be big. And all three of them were fantastic. But you could tell that... Samoa knew they probably didn't have a big enough pack through the middle to be able to really take it to this English side. So they didn't. They, they played to their strengths. They played down their edges. Jerome Luai, he moved the ball around everywhere. He was sensational. I was so impressed with Jerome Luai in this game. And 
you know what? Like, I, I know he's copped a lot of shit and people think he's nothing without Cleary. Like, I'm sorry. Once again, you're wrong. You are so wrong, and you need to own that as well because this guy, I mean, he's now won back-to-back premierships. He's taking Samoa to a World Cup. They got beat by 54 points a couple of weeks ago. They've played four games since then. He's got man of the match in three of them. I mean, and, and yeah, you know what? Two of them were against the lesser nations. I understand that, but he stood up in this game against England when they were out to about $4 to win this game, and he absolutely killed it, Jerome Luai. I mean, it's crazy to think that the back-to-back premiership winning 5-8 might actually be a good player. Fucking shocking stuff. Unbelievable. But I I think it's time to accept that Jerome Luai is a fucking good footballer, yeah? There is no doubt about it whatsoever. And you know what the thing is about good teams? They can get whoever they want into their side. Penrith, at any point over the last few years, could have made the decision to get a new 5-8 in. Anyone would have taken... Huge unders to come and play for the Penrith Panthers, play next to Nathan Cleary. You got to remember as well, we all love Matt Burton, great footballer. Ivan Cleary had the decision a couple of years ago. Who am I going to go with? I mean, I know a lot of people say Matt Burton's a better player, but fuck. He hasn't missed a beat since then. He's won back-to-back cromps. Jerome Luai now taken this Samoan side from the most embarrassing moment in their history to the greatest moment in their history in four or five weeks. So credit to Jerome Luai. I think his DM should be full, absolutely full to the fucking brim of apologies today. So we'll see who's willing uh, to swallow their tongue on that one. He was fantastic. He put Lafay over for the first try. Nice little ball there. You could tell very early that that battle between Watkins and Lafay was going to be really, really telling in this one. Junior Bolo, he then got sinbinned, uh, which I thought was fair enough. I thought that tackle was pretty ugly. Junior obviously realized uh, what was happening and tried to pull Tom Burgess out of it. Wasn't able to. It was pretty ugly. I could understand the sin bidding there. Um, so when you look at that first, you know, 20 minutes or so, Samoa kicked out on the full, their first two kicks of the game. Uh, they're arguably their best player, Junior Bowler, if not their captain, their best forward by far and away. He got sin bidden, so they played with 12 against 13. Um, I mean, there was a lot of things that went against Samoa at the start of this game, and I don't think the highlights to probably tell you that. You also need to remember that in the first half, they had two HIAs and New Brown, who's their second choice starting hooker, was taken out of this game. So Chanel Harris-Tavita had to come in. They lost Danny Levi during the week. New Brown then got KO'd. He missed the rest of the game. So then Chanel Harris-Tavita had to come in. So a lot of things went against Samoa in this game. They had to really pull out all the stops to manage to win this game. Once again, it's in England as well. Huge home ground advantage. They've got the head noise that England beat them by 54 points, took the piss out of them just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, fuck, just so incredible what Samoa did. Elliot Whitehead, he scored a cracking try. I, I thought he was honestly, uh, if he wasn't the best player on the field, he was in the top three without a doubt. I thought Elliot Whitehead was fucking incredible today. Him and George Williams, they did not deserve to lose. They played played so well. Georgie Williams, he went through, put Elliot Whitehead, really, really nice footy there uh, to get England back into the game. And then uh, Lee Sow, who, you know, I, I probably underappreciate him a little bit. I, I, I thought he was really good today. He scored a great try. I've got to say, though, awful marker play from Wellsby and Watkins. That was like, if that happened in New South Wales Cup, you'd be fucking disappointed, to be honest with you. And you could see after the try, John John Bateman's frustration. That was like basic footy 101. Really, really poor by England. And, you know, this is where... It has always been a thing with England. Are they going to perform on the very biggest stages? And you come up with these little plays. Just so many errors that England came up with during this game that they shouldn't have. Just dumb things that kept on happening. Just really sort of amateur mistakes that you just, like respectfully to them, you just wouldn't see Australia or New, or New Zealand 
mess up their markers like that. Both markers went the same way. It was just lazy, lack of communication at a key point on the field. You got Liggy Sow, who's, you know, an older back rower, you know, like, and and he was able to address what was going on in that minute and, and then get ahead. I just, very, very disappointed. There was a number of things that England did in this game that, respectfully to them, it just, it was, I, I got a lot of tonight what I expected to get at the start of the competition from England. I know they performed very well to start. They were very impressive. But just some of their errors and some of their defensive reads and just some of their laziness in key moments was very, very disappointing. And this was... This was the the worst of it by far and away. This was a shocking try that, that they conceded here. You had um, just before halftime, Anthony Milford. Uh, he kicked one dead about three minutes before halftime, which gave England a bit of an opportunity. Uh, but then we got to halftime, and it was 10 points to six. Um, Samoa at halftime. Sua Lee ran for 113 metres. Brian To'o, 108. Taylor May, 101. Timmy Lafay, 124 metres. Every single one of those guys ran for 40 or more post-contact metres. When you have a look at England, their back five combined for 300 metres. So those four that I read out, they almost combined for 500. So uh, really telling how well Samoa, they were, they were just flying out of their own end. They were looking sensational. Timmy Lafay, he was incredible again. To think that this guy wasn't in the team at the start of the World Cup. And that's the other thing that you guys have got to consider with England with Samoa. They had a lot of things go against them early in this game today. Um, they've lost Tamiso. They've lost Tyrone May. They've lost Hamlin Uello. They've lost Josh Aloye. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. They lost New Brown during the game. Uh, it has not been easy for them by any means, and what they've managed to overcome is fucking incredible. I thought Junior Bolo, he obviously got Sinbin. I thought that Samoa handled that period reasonably well. There was a there was a moment where there was about four minutes left before he came back on the field. They went down the right edge of Stephen Crichton, threw an offload that I thought was unnecessary, went over the sideline, uh, and then Callum Watkins, he, he managed to score in the right corner. He'd scored for all money. And then they went upstairs, and Timmy Laffey had come up with one of the great try-saving tackles you will see. Worth going and have a look. And I think in this game, I expected the Australian-New Zealand game to be decided by the centres. Didn't quite play out that way. Mate, the number that Tim Laffey did on Callum Watkins in this game, and I gave Callum Watkins um, a rap last week on Bloke Navarre, saying, hey, when he was at the Titans, I was I was very disappointed in his performances. Last few weeks, he's been good. Unfortunately, tonight in this big game, I once again saw the Callum Watkins that I was disappointed in. Um, uh, when I saw him go to the Gold Coast Titans. So, huge letdown there for England um, at halftime. Um, the the winger, he, he was the only one to go over 100 metres, so pretty disappointing. Ten offloads to Samoa, six offloads uh, to England. So, Samoa really mo- moving the ball around, considering that, that they were short a player for a quarter of that half. Pretty good knock. Just going to read you out all, all, all the points that I wrote down at halftime about this game, um, In f- it, it, just pointing out how tough it was for Samoa. Penalties were 6-2 to two in favour of England. They had two HIAs and they lost their hooker, who's their second choice hooker as it is, because they lost their first choice hooker during the week. They had one Sinbin, who, you know, oh, I thought it was a Sinbin. I saw a lot of people saying that they wouldn't have Sinbin. It was just fair. Oh, I thought it was okay, to be honest with you. I wasn't shocked when he got Sinbin. But it was Junior Bolo, arguably their best player, uh, their captain. Oh, I think without a doubt, their best forward. I don't think there's any doubt in that. They put their first two kicks out on the full, which you do not see very often in anything, New South Wales Cup, under 16s, whatever the fuck it might be. You don't see that very often. That's, that is 100% Samoa's fault, by the way. Don't get me wrong. But after all that, they still led 4-0. And you think about all the injuries that they had to this squad as well, playing against England 
in England after they beat them by 54 last time they played. So just to be in it at halftime, I thought that was fucking incredible. And as it normally goes with Rugby League, uh, you know, it will start to turn the penalty count and everything. And it was 6-2 at that point. Not sure how it actually turned out. I'm going to have a look at that. But it sort of felt like it did even up a little bit uh, in the second half as Rugby League does. Uh, yeah, it did. So Samoa ended up getting... Oh, no. I mean, it, it evened up a, a little bit. Uh, it was penalties conceded, eight by Samoa, five by England. So they, I think it was four, or was it four two or something um, in, in in the second half, uh, the way of Samoa. So it did even up a little bit as it always does. Still had the two HIAs. So just to be in this game at halftime, I thought it was fucking incredible. Uh, the second half was unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, Samoa, I, I thought they probably should have scored early in the second half. They sort of blew an opportunity um, that they should have scored off, in my opinion, off the back of that. Um, England went up the other end on last tackle, sort of put in a bit of a half uh, chip kick over the edge. Brian Toto knocked it on, so they put themselves under heaps of pressure. Uh, we then had Johnny Bateman. He scored a nice little try off a Tim Laffey knock on. He got up high to get the ball, knocked it on, uh, and you sort of thought, okay, is that going to be a bit of a momentum changer? Then Samoa they hit back uh, a brilliant little try. Um, Stephen Crichton scored. Unbelievable footy from Samoa. I, I advise that you go back and watch this try if you can. It's sort of just offloads and taps and everywhere. Once again, Jerome Luai, the hands that he had in this was incredible. He was everywhere. Made the half break, got the offload, tapped it on to Stephen Crichton. He was great. Uh, Dominic Young, another one that, um, similar to Callum Watkins, uh, I watched Dom Young when he came to the NRL and sort of thought, fuck, I don't know if he's made of the right stuff here. He's got too many errors in him. He's got too many poor reads in him. Then for the last year, he's been sensational. Unfortunately, uh, tonight we saw a bit more of the Dom Young that uh, we saw when he first came in to, to the NRL. And uh, he'll be better for it, don't get me wrong, but it was disappointing to see Dom Young on the biggest stage he's probably played on put in a performance like this. He dropped an absolute sitter, uh, a, a bomb that he really wasn't under pressure that hit, hit him on the chest. He then came up with a pretty poor read in Samoa's next try where Timmy Lafay scored. Uh, Luai once again put him over Dom Young, a poor defensive error there. Um, so yeah, not a great night for Dom Young, in especially that, that little five-minute period, which is a pretty big period, to be honest with you. Uh, that was pretty costly there. So disappointing to see... You know, a guy like Callum Watkins, for example, who came to the NRL and really struggled and I wasn't impressed with to see him then in this World Cup for the vast majority of it do really well, but then not perform tonight. Same with Dominic Young, who had a fantastic World Cup. He's improved out of sight over the last year or so, uh, but tonight wasn't either of those boys' nights, unfortunately. Um, now, this was an interesting moment, and uh, this one, I thought this could have sort of turned the game on its head. Sam Tompkins uh, put in a pretty bang average kick. It goes dead. Jerome Luai starts to clap in his face. Uh, he then palms Jerome Luai in the face and he uh, he didn't like that so he went and grabbed him it caused a big scuffle they all came in and it sort of is one of those moments where you sit there and you go okay uh, everyone's frustrated everyone's ready to go was it necessary from both parties probably not uh, but the next five minutes is going to be key yeah as it always is after a scuffle obviously we, we, we don't have the big fights that we, like we used to but when you used to have the big fights that next five minutes whoever won that period would normally go on to win those games of football and a close one and Samoa they knocked the ball on two tackles later after that into a forced dropout wasn't fantastic uh, then you had Wellsby I thought he pulled the wrong Rain. He put in a kick to the right sideline trying to find Dominic Young. It wasn't the kick for the play, in my opinion. It went over the sideline on the full, but they were very lucky to get a penalty because Jerome Luai was called to be offside. Shout out to Jerome Luai as well. I think it should be noted. Some of the defensive plays he came up with, just getting up early and in their face, he cut off 
their attack a lot of the time. He did really well. But Wellsby, I thought he got away with one there because I thought that was a really shit p- p- play to pull in that moment. I don't think it was the play that was on. Um, anyway, they, they came back and they went through. Herbie Farmworth scored. Jeez, uh, he's a good ball runner, very good ball runner. We were talking about the best English players of all time the other day with Jackson Hastings. He made a really good point. He sort of said, mate, Herbie Farmworth, the way that he's playing at the moment and the stuff that he's doing, he's one to watch over the next few years. If he spends another you know 10 years in the NRL and keeps doing what he's doing, uh, I was really impressed with him in this game. It was a really good try that he scored, really important one for England. He's just quick, strong. If he can just work on his passing game, he could really explode in the NRL. So there we were, 15 minutes to go, 20 to 18 uh, England's way. Uh, Junior Paulo, he then pushed Sam Tompkins. Uh, uh, Sorry, 20 to 18, it was Samoa's way at that point. Junior, uh, he pushed Sam Tompkins after a kick, and look, he he just kicked. He was in the air. Uh, It was a very, very soft penalty, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you know the rules. You can't make contact with kickers. If you're going to put them on the ground and they're potentially in the air, you run the risk for a penalty like this. So as soft as it was, and I agree with all of you that felt like it was soft, it is a rule at the end of the day, and you've probably just got to be a little bit smarter than that in that moment. Uh, So England, they took the penalty goal. They went to 20 all. uh, And then... It just looked like in the last 10 minutes, uh, Samoa, they coming out of their own end, they were awful. They looked exhausted. They were going nowhere. It was like England was running downhill from about the 70 minutes onwards. And then all of a sudden, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> Stephen Crichton, a Stephen Crichton intercept in the last 10 minutes. Big, big play. Unbelievable stuff. Victor Radley... I was about to say drifts along across the field. He really wasn't. He was going straight. It was a four on two. I had an opportunity, but Stephen Crichton, he just, he is an absolute freak. And I'll tell you what, Samoa needed this. Samoa needed this so much. I said that they pulled themselves out of the trenches on a number of times throughout this game. This was another classic. They were... They were gone, to be honest with you. I thought it was just a matter of time until England were going to run through them. Even in that moment, it was like a four on two. They had them. Unfortunately for Victor Radley, I don't think he pulled the wrong play, to be honest with you. Stephen Crichton just went all chips in on that play uh, and came up with the goods. He's an absolute freak, Crichton. The way that he manages to do this sort of stuff. I know he didn't perform in Origin this year, and everyone that doesn't like Penrith and doesn't like Stephen Crichton took every opportunity they could to give shit to him, but here we are in another big game with the game on the line he comes up with. Well, he comes up with the first big play to get Samoa back into it, then he obviously wins the game for them a little bit later. We'll talk about that soon, but Stephen Crichton, an absolute freak. Good on him. Unfortunate for Victor Radley. Didn't deserve that moment. It was really good throughout the game. I will just say this as well. Rads, he started at 13. Uh, when he came back on at 9, he played hooker for about 15, 20 minutes. It completely turned the game on its head. England looked so much better when he was playing 9. And as I've said to you guys on a number of occasions, I don't think hooker is his best position either. Uh, so I, I, I still find it strange that England didn't pick Jackson Hastings in their squad. I know I'm obviously biased because I do the show with him and stuff. And he, he might have... Uh, uh, have not been available because of um, injury and whatnot. I haven't actually asked Jacko that, but fuck, I would have had him in my squad, and I think I probably would have played him at nine, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, when Radley came on at Hooker, he really did make a big difference. Uh, just after that, we had Georgie Williams. Jeez, I'll tell you what, sorry, just before we get to that, there was a play where England were on attack about 10 metres out. It was last tackle. As I said, Jerome Lua, he shot up on the left edge, I think it was, forced them to go back over to the other side. They ended up throwing the ball around. It ended up being uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita who dived on the ball and last. They didn't get to their kick. It was absolute anarchy uh, for the English side. And credit to Jerome Lua, very, very good defensive play there. Go back and watch it. If you are a young half, we often talk about how, as a half, 
off. You can make really good defensive plays without putting a hand on anyone if you can just get up quick enough uh, and really put pressure and, and take away the opportunity to be able to create something on that edge just by your body being there. And Jerome Luai did it very, very well on that play. Unfortunately, though, Herbie Farmworth, he did score just after this. George Williams, what a play. Reminded me of Ricky Stewart back in 1990 going through on the other side of the field, though. Cut through, caught out a very tired Jaden Sewer, went straight through, found Herbie Farmworth, and he scored. The winger converted it uh, to make it 26 all to take us into Golden Point. Super exciting. As I said, George Williams, I thought he was fucking sensational in this game. He was so good. Elliot Whitehead made a little half break right on full time. Couldn't find support, though. Uh, George Williams, Elliot Whitehead, they were the two best pommies on the field by far and away today, and neither of them deserved to lose. Uh, we went to Golden Point, and it was pretty exciting once again. Uh, England, they turned the ball over pretty early. Anthony Milford, he had a shot at field goal to win it. Guess who charged it down? Elliot Whitehead. We already spoke about him. An incredible game from him today. He was everywhere. He was devastated after the game as well, poor bastard. Uh, England then had a, a, a pass out a dummy half that went forward. I think it was Sam Tompkins to uh, Wellsby, I believe it was. And this is another one of these things that I spoke about, just these ridiculous fucking errors in key moments that shouldn't be happening at this level for a team like England. Just very disappointing. This is the sort of shit that I expected from England coming into the World Cup. Proved me wrong for four or five weeks. And then, unfortunately, we saw that stuff creep back into their game today. And, of course, off the back of that, Stephen Crichton, he hits an absolute cracking field goal from about 35 out, maybe 40. Uh, you can do your own research there. Uh, everyone was expecting the ball to go to Anthony Milford. They threw the long dummy half pass to the other side to Stephen Crichton. Very little pressure on him. Very well set up by Samoa in this moment. Very, very nice. And Stephen Crichton, once again, a big game, a big moment, and he delivers incredible stuff. The intercept into the field goal. Just crazy. Congratulations to Samoa. Enjoy it. I cannot wait to see all the scenes uh, from out in the uh, uh, western suburbs where there obviously is a large, large number of Samoan people living out there and they're so passionate. I love seeing all the all the images and all the videos you see of them just gathering in car parks and just having the time of their life. It's going to be a sensational week. They've got a huge task ahead of them. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. But in my eyes, as it is now, Samoa, they are huge winners. They are huge winners. Rugby League was a big winner today. To see Samoa get to a World Cup final after losing by 54 points against the same team five weeks ago. Fucking incredible. Credit to, I've been very critical of Matt Parrish. Credit to him. I thought that quite often throughout this World Cup and his post-game interviews and stuff, I, I haven't been overly impressed with how he's handling himself. I heard him do a quick interview after the game. It wasn't about him. It was about the team. So I thought that was really nicely handled by him. Uh, and congratulations to him because he did something. He's done something that I didn't think he'd be able to do regardless. Once he lost that game by 60-odd points, I gave him next to no hope. So credit to him. Congratulations to the MILF as well. He's done well to get his side there. Man of the match last week. Very impressive. But Jerome Luai, Stephen Crichton, these sort of guys, uh, I've been so impressed with them. I'm, I'm stoked to see Jerome Luai have this sort of performance on a big stage like this and own a little piece of history it's sensational. I think we need to put to bed the can't play without Nathan Cleary bullshit. It's a Twitter argument, and you just sound like a fucking moron, to be perfectly honest with you. Except the guy's a good player. He carries on a little bit, but at the end of the day, he backs it up, yeah? He backs it up, and what more can you ask for? I think people forget, when you, if you go back and have a look, and I posted something on my Instagram about it a few weeks ago, you go back and watch after the 2020 Grand Final when he lost to the Melbourne Storm. He just said, you know what? We're going to bottle up this pain, and we're going to make it count in the future, and you know, 
No one really took notice of it at the time, him saying that. But when he loses, he didn't whinge. He didn't suck. He didn't blow up. He just said, this sucks. We're going to bottle up and we're going to be back and we're going to win. They've won two premierships since. So you might not like the way he carries on, and I understand that. You might not like the way he got into Sam Tompkins today, and I understand that. But this is part of his game. He likes to irritate the opposition, and he and he gets the best out of himself when he puts himself in this position as well. So credit to him, Jerome Luai. I've got all respect for him. I know you might not like his behavior sometimes, and that's fine, whatever. But you've got to respect him in this moment today because what he's done over the last few weeks has been fucking incredible. And if Samoa didn't have Jerome Luai in their team, I'm not sure if they would have made finals to be honest with you or they definitely would have been out last week I have no doubt about that whatsoever an incredible player Jerome Luai it's about time he gets the respect that he deserves hopefully Samoa can put up a really good fight next week against Kangaroos I've got a feeling they will not sure about Junior Bolo. He might be suspended next week. I don't know how this is all going to play out, to be honest with you. It's a bit hard to tell with the World Cup system and everything. Obviously, had that spear tackle on Tom Burgess. He got Simbin for. Hopefully, he is there next week. I really hope he is. I would assume that the NRL might do a couple of little flavors here to make sure he's in. And if he is, to be honest with you, I don't have a problem with it. It's probably against the rules a little bit and whatever, but I think it's the best-case scenario for Rugby League. Congratulations to Samoa. Enjoy the week. It is going to be fucking sensational to watch. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The entire cultural experience this week. I cannot wait to sit back and enjoy it. They are, of course, taking on my kangaroos next week, so you all know uh, who I will be cheering on. But I think even the strongest kangaroos fans, I think they'll be smiling just to see Samoa there. It's a tremendous story. And it just shows, once again, for all the people that have been bagging this World Cup the entire time, once again, tell me the international game isn't improving. Samoa has just beaten England after getting beat by 55 weeks ago. They're now taking on the Kangaroos in the World Cup final. Think about all the injuries they've had and all that. Incredible fucking stuff. This is the team that has been underachieving for the last four or five years, whilst every other Polynesian side has been improving every single year. Now they're into a World Cup final. Tell me, tell me International Rugby League it isn't improving. You're kidding yourself if you still want to die on that hill. Great to see. Cannot wait for the week to come. Congratulations, Samoa. Enjoy it. <laughs> 